Here we go, episode 102. Hello guys, welcome here to another edition of Sunday Morning Tinkle. Brian and Jason here with you. Before we start, I want to just apologize for not having out of turn four and not putting a post out about it. Uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, just this Monday, I was going to tape Monday... Then just one thing led to another, and by the time it got to the end of the day, it was like midnight, I had to work early, I'm like, I, I just don't have the time or energy to do this right now, so, um, and then just kind of ran out of time and energy this week to do it, so, just one thing after another this week. We will be back this week, though, um... So, just wanted to address that at the start, because I didn't even put out a post saying it was cancelled, so... Um, but with that, we got the NFL draft coming up. Mm-hmm. So in a way, we kind of get football back. Um, you know, then got some big baseball news. A team is on the move. Um, some new NFL uniforms, a new NFL record contract. Um, you know, some news about the NBA combine, but I'll begin things. By talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, of course, um, this position was, I believe, held by uh, Vic Fangio going into the playoffs. And now it is occupied by a true defensive coach. Uh, Matt Patricia has joined the Philadelphia Eagles staff. um, And he will be the senior defensive assistant. Not to say that Vic Fangio's... Let me go back. Not to say that Vic Fangio is not a defensive coach. I'm saying Matt Patricia is finally in a position that he's actually qualified to handle. So, yes, I was going to say. Um, then, um, rumors swirling now, the Derrick Henry deal for the Eagles mm. is close to done. So, it, it sounds like a done deal. Yeah, it's a done deal basically just without saying it's a done deal. Kind of like the Aaron Rodgers situation right now, where it's a done deal, but he's still on the Packers. Yeah, I mean, of course we'll talk about that more so in the second half of the show, but to be honest with you, Derrick Henry would be an interesting um, addition for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it would be an upgrade for Miles Sanders, to be honest with you. I mean, he's still somebody that can, you know, catch out of the backfield, can run people over. I mean, yeah. the sky's still kind of the limit for Derrick Henry. I mean, he's... You know what? I will say, yes, he's getting up there in age, and it's usually where a lot of these running backs start digressing, but I don't think there is a such word in Derrick Henry's dictionary of regressing when he, you know, as the king of... And he's just the guy, to me, to take that weight off of Jalen Hurts that where he has to use his legs. Um, even though they got the best offensive line in the league right now, um, right. the Eagles do. And, you know, this is another big piece. And, again, it's so early to talk Super Bowl 58, but, man, you can't help but feel that now the Eagles look like the favorites to go to the Super Bowl once again. I mean, if their defense can hold up when it matters most in the Super Bowl, yeah, I would say so. Well, I mean, 
let's face it, they almost lost that defense this offseason. Of course, they lost their coordinators, but, you know, I feel like, um, you know, I, I just feel like this team is retooling and they're looking better this offseason than they did last offseason. And people said, you know, well, the Eagles had an easy schedule, but they went through an NFC that was much more difficult than the AFC in the playoffs. Right. At least by the looks of it. Um, I mean, they beat San Fran. You know, you can cry that Brock Purdy was hurt. You could cry that Nick Bosa was hurt. Get over it. You know, they beat the Niners regardless. Um, speaking of the Niners, uh, Trey Lance could be on the trading block, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but Derrick Henry could be, I, I think, a big, addic- a big addition to this uh, Philadelphia offense that's already high-powered. Oh, no, I, I agree. I mean, if he does actually join the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, honestly, you got A.J. Brown, you got Devontae Smith heading into his third year. You have A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown, the sky's the limit for him. Um, you know, yeah. Dallas Goddard, you have, you know, it, you had a piece like Derrick Henry. I mean, honestly, that that takes a lot of load off of Jalen Hurts. You know, you got somebody that can catch out of the backfield that can, you know, run with that, you know, amazing offensive line that they have. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that it would have to be, you know, if you can, you can you truly get back to the Super Bowl? Because a lot of teams that usually lose had that Super Bowl slump and don't make it the year after. So we'll, we'll see if Philadelphia can break the trend and get back into the Super Bowl. I feel like they're the NFC team that has made the most moves this offseason, and ultimately it just looks like they're all in. I mean, keep in mind, we thought they were going to lose Darius Slay this offseason. Um, I believe there was another big defenseman we thought they were going to lose. I think it might have been Fletcher Cox. And then, uh, No, I think it was C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Oh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And then you add in that they almost lost Jason Kelsey to retirement this offseason before he announced he was going to come back. So it looked yeah, like... Yeah, let's be truly honest, I think this is actually going to be his last year. Yeah. I mean... But I mean... But what I'm getting at is it looked like the band was going to break up. And I feel like, you know, we talked a lot about the Bills window closing... But I feel mm-hmm. like the Eagles window is so much more close to closed oh, yeah. than anything else based on this. It seems like this is kind of a last-ditch effort mm-hmm. before, you know, yeah. again. Yeah, is doing as much as they can because they probably know mm-hmm. that this is a Super Bowl or bust kind of year. Yeah, well, and they're... And, and Oh, I was going to say, and you got to look at it as you just mentioned Devontae Smith going into his third year. Um, you know, after this year, you know, you can pick up his fifth-year option, but you're really going to be thinking about how much do we pay him. And you got to look at the cap space for him, too, and say, well, we don't have much to offer. So we're going to have to rework a lot. It's not looking good. I mean, if anything, look at what the Buffalo Bills had to deal with, with, you know, Having Josh Allen with a big contract, yeah, I get it. He restructured, so did Von Miller, so did 
Stefan Diggs to, to create some cat space. Yeah. But the, the problem is, is that, you know, look at teams like that. Same thing with Kansas City. Yeah. Somehow they found money that's offseason. I don't know how. But um, if you look at a team like Buffalo Bills, that's what's going to happen to Philadelphia once that contract starts. Hmm. Once that big old oh. contract starts in like a few years, you're going to have to start dealing with that. Well, I think with Jalen Hurts, he's going to be a team player regarding this. It's, you know, um, and again, we're going to talk more about Jalen Hurts' contract in a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, he's going to be the team player, you know, but I think this is ultimately, and again, we'll talk more when the season gets closer, you know, probably the week before the season we'll start talking about whose, you know, window is opening, whose window is closing, you know, mm-hmm. we'll we'll really dive into that next, like, probably in August, September, in that time frame, when we start our next season, yep. um, but, you know, again, I feel like this pushes the Eagles to that point of, you know, all, you know, in a way, and this is going to kind of lead into my next point, or my next uh, takeaway here. This is kind of that all-in mentality, like the Vegas all-in. We're all-in on this. Okay, we know this is a Super Bowl or bust year. Right. So, um, and, you know, again, it's early on, but I think the Eagles are in the best situation to go back. I mean, you know, the Cowboys, they've made some moves this offseason. Getting rid of Zeke was a big one, but now... It's ultimately, it's going to be Pollard having to show what he's worth. If he thinks he's worth that money, now he's got to go out and show it. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> so, and again, he's going to be the lone ranger in the backfield. And I mean, we'll have to see how this turns out. I mean, I don't have the world's highest expectations in terms of this, but. I want to say the only real reason why Tony Pollard was doing so well is because, you know, you had somebody like Zeke that could shoulder the load. Now that he's the main guy, I just, I don't know. I, I question how much he'll be able to handle. But again, so much time, um, you know, we'll see what happens. And, you know, now that the Commanders have a new owner, maybe they're a more desired destination. Um you know, same, mm-hmm. I mean, the Giants, we don't know what's going to happen now. I mean, I think Saquon's going to say a lot as far as the Giants' success next year. Yeah, um, I would agree. And I, and I hate to pin it on one player, but I feel like what he does is going to dictate where they go. So Personally, I could go on and on and about how much they gave the wrong player the yeah. contract. We could, but we've only got an hour here, so it's, you know, I feel like that could be an hour topic right there. So no probably, um, but we do have one. We have a few other big stories, so let's get to it. Um, so we start with the Oakland days, and of course, we know how bad Raider Stadium has been for the last few years. Um, you know, videos, pictures coming out between the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the Raiders and the A's playing in that stadium, they really haven't had a chance to update it, and it doesn't look like they're gonna update it anytime soon. 
And now it would appear that the A's will be joining the Raiders in Las Vegas. However, not in the same stadium like they were for the last handful of years. Um, the A's have purchased land for a stadium in Las Vegas, which is planned to open in the 2027 season. And can I just say before I give my thoughts on that, before I ask for thoughts on this, um, it seems like Vegas, and maybe I'm like Captain Obvious here, but man, it's just becoming like kind of the death threat for any city with a major team. I mean, and it's just becoming a destination like for Formula One. Of course, we know Formula One has invested so much into that race that's going to happen in the fall. Of course, Jason, you might not know, but they they are putting a street course together for Formula One to race on the Vegas Strip. And they uh, bought some land off to the side of it to build like garages and stuff for it. Crazy. So, um, it, it it really does suck that Oakland. I I get it. It's you know kind of like a a very low class poverty kind of town, but at least make a last ditch effort as much as you can to be able to keep your your franchises instead of shoot them away. And send them because literally every team that they've had have either gone to California or actually no to Vegas. Well, yeah, well, I mean, yes, has gone to Vegas. I mean, they're already I mean, in California. Now going to Vegas. You have the Raiders that went to Vegas. I mean, the closest... I mean, you lost the Warriors to San Fran. Yeah, I was about to say that was the closest team you had was at this point Golden State. But now you have, now now they moved to you know San Francisco, in the, the Chase Center. They were in Oracle, which was in Oakland, but you know, it, it just you you, Oakland as a city should just you know stand back and see what's happened with losing their franchises, and think, you know, maybe we should have actually done something. Because now, Oakland Coliseum, and you might as well just demolish at this point. With all the repairs it needs, it's be. I think it's beyond repair at this point. I um, think you might so as well just demolish it. You might as well just, you know. You know. Cause nobody's going to go through Oakland. Nobody's going to want to, you know, have any kind of franchise there. I mean, it, it just said it's gone to that point. Um, I, I even said it before, it wouldn't shock me that, San, you know, Las Vegas eventually gets more franchises in the future. The sky's the limit for Las Vegas. I mean, Las Vegas is going to be the new hot place for sports teams to go. I mean, let's face it, we're an NBA expansion away from having a Vegas franchise. And, well, if you want to go about that route, the WNBA already has has a Las Vegas yeah. team, why not the NBA? They could play in the same arena. I'm telling you, they are so close. I, I I, think, you know, and again, I don't feel like there's been much traction around I the NBA sure expanding. Eventually. But, it's not going to be a now thing, but I'm sure eventually 
there's would, going to be an expansion of two more teams, and one's going to go to Seattle, and one's going to go to Las Vegas. Next next five to ten know. years. Next five yeah, to ten years. I, you know, the Super Sonics are going to come back, and yeah, somehow they're going to be the Las Vegas, I don't know, something. All I can say is I know the Vegas market is so tempting, especially with sports gambling being legal, um, mm-hmm. but it's to a point, you know, the NBA owes Seattle. I'm sorry. They owe that Seattle market, you know, everything for what it's worth. Um, so I, I sure hope the NBA does right by Seattle before they, you know, get tempted by Sin City, which, again, big market, absolutely deserves to be in the discussion, but they need to do right by Seattle. They they robbed that area of a franchise. Um but on the bright side, though, going back to the Oakland story, and again, um, you know, Oakland, San Diego, both lost big franchises, football, um, and that, you know, football in San Diego, then um, football and baseball in Oakland, you know, mm-hmm. there are rumors of the XFL expanding to those cities. Um, not sure if you read that now, before you're like, you know, <laughs> who cares, they're not that big right now. Look at what they've done in St. Louis. I'm just telling you, if they can draw a crowd in St. Louis, you go back to one of those cities that was stripped of an NFL franchise, that might be the one thing that saves the XFL's ass. Is I mean, just to go to these cities that the NFL has neglected or left. I mean... You're not wrong. I mean, and I'm not, you know, and I'm speaking this as kind of the, you know, and again, I have a degree in sport management and, you know, I have a little bit of a marketing, you know, I I know a little bit about marketing, but I mean, you're looking at your strengths and I feel like for the XFL, that's your biggest strength right now is if, you know, I think you got to look at St. Louis I would say prod those areas like Oakland, San Diego that have lost franchises first. You know, kind of get a gauge of the area. See if that's an area that would be good for the XFL to expand and then go forward. Right. And and honestly, I mean, St. Louis wasn't no um, slouch either for the XFL. I mean, they went 7-3 and and also put up the most points in XFL history, too, at 53. And you want to know who their starting quarterback is? A.J. McCarron. This might, you know, be a remember. Yeah, A.J. McCarron, the former Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. I I didn't realize you were going to hype it up that much, so I mean, well, yeah. But, I mean, he, he, he gave up making more money in the NFL as a backup to be a starting quarterback in the XFL. And look at what St. Louis has done. I mean, 7-3, um, got the most points, all, all while, you know, making a name of himself and reinventing, you know, what could be if, he, you know, NFL was to take a chance on him. Um, I, I mean, honestly, if I'm AJ McCarron, would I be like, Hey, NFL, you know, I'm I, not slow. I, I'm, you know, I can be 
you know, NFL quarterback, but I, 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 I don't know. I think his NFL days are over. The reason he went to the XFL was to play. So then he wanted to see his... Yeah, he wanted his kids to be able to watch him play, not hold a clipboard. And I feel like that's the best he's going to do in the NFL. So I think his career there is done. I think he's going to be kind of that XFL guy. And if the XFL does fold after next year, we know they're coming back next year. Um, mm-hmm. If it folds after next year, then he might, you know, go to another one of those, like CFL or something. But You know, it's funny because they, they were hyping up the USFL and I haven't heard anything about it if you don't watch fox or nbc you're not going to hear anything about it it's but like i don't know i haven't seen anything about it like i I mean i'm pretty sure i follow like fox and everything like that and like you know i i just you, you don't see anything about it you see more stuff about the xfl than you do about the usfl and that's kind of sad I think just the XFL's the worst one out of these off leagues there. Honestly, I think it's the worst one. I mean, the XFL's no better. I mean, but let's face it, once you get past the Super Bowl, it's so hard to continue promoting football from that point. I know. And then you add in baseball's back. Um, baseball's got much more reach than lower football leagues like this is sort of like and i don't want to insult him but it's in a way like a minor league football thing true it's just like it's just like triple a baseball you're not gonna see it advertised so heavy unless you live in the in an area where they have a baseball team a professional one I mean, True. let's face it, we're lucky to live in a city where um, the Red Wings are home this weekend with fireworks. <laughs> and, and Milo the Bat Dog. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, come on, like, Dan Mason is like a marketing god, so it's... <laughs> but hey, I, I could dedicate a whole hour to that, too, um, about Dan Mason being a marketing god. But I do want to get this finished because we're 22 minutes in. Um, Stanley Stand- Cup playoffs, they started this week. Um, last check, the uh, Leafs and Lightning are tied at two in game number three. Um, and I I got so many thoughts on that second game that, you know, I mean, Toronto just classless. That's all I'm going to say, classless. Um, the Devils and the Rangers are 0-0, but... <laughs> the Rangers have had a stranglehold on this series the first two games. Um, the Knights, the Golden Knights won in two overtimes Saturday. They they are now up 2-1. to one. And then you got the Crackheads and the Avalanche tied at 1 in that series entering Saturday. So, I mean... I mean, I'm hoping Kraken can do something. I mean... But I just like the jerseys, man. The jerseys are phenomenal. I think I just like the logo in general. The logo looks pretty cool. Now, again, going back to the Supersonics. See, the NHL is doing right by the NBA. <laughs> by having a professional franchise there in that arena. In Seattle? Yeah. I mean... 
come on. Like, that's why I said Seattle should be first on the NBA's list, but... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, they're just taking their sweet time announcing it. Yeah, then the other series the other I do series. want to talk about, before I forget, Carolina's up 2-1 to one entering today over the Islanders. Um, the Bruins up 2-1 to one on the fraud of Panthers, and yes, I did say fraud, and I meant it, because we all know the Panthers are a fraud when it comes to the playoffs. Um, Stars and Wild, you know, Minnesota's up 2-1, to one, but likely whoever comes out of that one's going to get eliminated. And somehow the Kings are up 2-1 to one on the Oilers, and I'm shocked because they got rid of Jonathan Quick earlier this offseason, or earlier this season, rather. Um, I imagine one of those teams out of the West is going to get it. I don't know. I feel like the Bruins are overhyped. I think, you know, and as much as it pains me to say it as a Lightning fan, I feel like the window's closed. You know, I feel like, you know, three straight years, it was a great run, but I think the window's closed. Um... I just hope to God the Rangers get knocked out, man. I'm so sick of Rangers fans. I mean, Jason knows what I'm talking about, but I'm just so sick of Ra- <laughs> Not just that one, but all of them. I'm so sick of all the Rangers fans right now. Like, same thing with the Leafs fans. I hope we knock the Leafs out because I can't stand, like, those two fan bases right now are the most obnoxious in the whole league. Get rid of them both. <laughs> But, um, again, long playoffs coming up. Um, I'm going to pick, I want to see the Golden Knights go. I I don't want it for, well, actually, I want Edmonton to go because Connor McDavid deserves, you know, he's too talented to not get to a Stanley Cup. And I definitely want to see my team get back, but I think it's going to be the Bruins. The Bruins don't allow many shots on net. Right now, um, defensively, they're good. Linus was the best goalie. Linus is a traitor, by the way. Um, <laughs> Jason knows this. I believe he was a former Amherk and, of course, a former Saber. And he went to the enemy. So, you know, Linus, here's to you, buddy. That's what you get <laughs> for leaving us high and dry. It's all right. We got Levi, but you know, or they got Levi now, but you suck for leaving. Same with Jack Eichel. Um, I'd only want the Vegas Golden Knights for the fact that um, Jonathan Quick could get another ring. I want to see that. So, who knows? But with that, we're 27 minutes in. I'll let Jason have his turn. All right. So, um, some pretty big news heading into uh, 2024 for NBA. Um, this one's a kind of odd one, but I would think it's prospects that get um, invited to the NBA Draft Combine. If they decline to fully participate, they will be ineligible for selection in the NBA Draft. Which, truly, I mean, I, I don't know what that truly means. I don't know if that means that, like, if, they're, if the player's hurt, like, there might be an exception to it. They might not really get invited. They might have, you know what I mean? 
But I think this is more so stating that if a player gets invited to the NBA Draft Combine and they decline to fully participate, say like they do only one drill, not all of them, well, they'll be ineligible for NBA Draft. And honestly, I, I think I guess it makes sense because, you know, yeah, I, I privilege to, to compete, you know, to, to show what you're worth in the NBA Draft Combine. You know, an NBA has pro days just like the NFL. But I, I think it makes sense, does it not? I mean, if you don't fully participate in the NBA draft time, I don't think you should be eligible for selection in the NBA draft. You see me doing the golf clap, because I didn't want to interrupt you over it. But good. And you know what? The NFL should be looking at this too. And there should be a rule for the NFL draft as well. Because, you know, I get trying to, you know, protect your worth and that, so, you know, like, you know, not get hurt and all that. But no, like, you deserve to have to earn your way into the NFL. Or right. you should have to earn your way in. You know, you shouldn't get to skip the senior game, for one. Because I think the senior game is just as important as the combine day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like too many players have skipped out on that, you know, for football on that aspect. Because I don't want to get hurt, you know. I see I could be a $72 million rookie. I'm, I'm not risking it. I'm staying home, you know. And I feel like the same is being said for the NBA right now. Where it's like, uh, I don't want to hurt myself, you know. I want to just go into the draft and then I'll get to work when I get drafted by a team. You know, because quit. honestly, there's a ton of scouts that are there for the combine. You know, a lot of teams scouting players. You know, the draft. And I say, if there's like the top pick not there, you know, competing or um, participating in the NBA draft combine, then it's like. What's his worth, really? Okay, now we can look at his stats or his highlights from college. No. Why not see what he's worth in the combine? Yeah. You know, put his money where his mouth is. Be like, okay, if you can jump, you know, up. Well, you know, you have a 40-inch vertical. We want to see it. Yeah. We want to see your 40-inch vertical. We want to see if you can, you know, handle the ball very well. We want to see if, you know... If you're a good ball handler, you can dribble well and shoot well and pass well and jump high, you know? Yep. We, that That's what I really see it as for something like that, honestly. Yeah. So. And what I got to say is I, I got to give you kudos for putting this in your takeaways because I think this is the first time we've really gotten to talk about the, tr- the process leading into the drafts in three years of doing this show. Um so kudos to you for bringing that up. Um, but I'm like, you know what? I mean, Honestly, I'm mad at that because you don't really yeah. see it in a lot of professional sports but, that, you know, sir, I mean, that, okay, maybe that's the one good thing that Adam Silver is doing heading into yeah. next year is something like that. Now, all the other crap mm. that, you know, is going on heading into next season, no, we talked about it already. If you want to watch it, you can go back yeah. and check our older videos. But I'm not going to explain it anymore but, than that, but yeah. I want to stay on this 
thing real quick because to be honest and i'm gonna give my full opinion on the processes leading into the draft in any big sport you know baseball hockey football um basketball personally i think there should be a few rules put out number one you should absolutely have to go to the combine Mm -hmm. and fully participate unless you're injured like legitimately injured not this i have a broken fingernail i'm not doing this right you know because not for nothing this is a big highlight you know this is a big thing for scouts to realize you know your potential worth okay this is a big way to gauge that besides what they see in game footage there's a lot more than just game footage that goes into determining whether or Mm -hmm. not you're a good prospect okay number two I think if there's a senior game, like I'd mentioned with the football one, the football one is the more prominent one. I don't know what basketball does in terms of that. I think they do the McDonald's game. That's more more high school. But Um, I I think, though, for that, you should have to play in the McDonald's All-American game if you're going into college. But that's a totally different conversation well, yeah, with this one. That is a totally if, different conversation. I don't know what that what yeah. um college does that like college to NBA there. But I think if they did do something like that, the basketball players should they, have to participate. I think they do, but like I, I don't I feel think like, I ever really you know. But then number three and I'd like to get back and number three is the biggest one and I'd like to see this come back I'd like to see this make a comeback is that all draft prospects should have to go to whatever city is hosting the draft I'm so sick of seeing every year oh these 12 guys will be in person out of the 31 that are gonna get picked on Thursday I'm so sick of it I mean I remember watching it when it was at um, Radio City Music Hall every year, and all 32 picks were there. This is the biggest moment of your life. I mean, to me, and I'm in no position to preach on this, of course, because keep in mind, this is a guy here who skipped commencement because he had enough of college. Um, But this (laughs) is as big as your high school graduation or your college commencement. This is a big moment in your life. You know, this is your one chance to be on the stage, you know, because chances are whatever team drafts you, you might never see the stage again. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, let's face it. I mean, look at the guys that get drafted by the Cowboys. You'll never see the stage again. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, but that's the point. I'd like to see those few things come back. Um. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It can be a big moment to be there with your family and your loved ones at your own house watching it. But I think it would be even more so that you're there I'm with so your loved ones. Them. I'm so sick of them sitting in front of TV. With hugging the commissioner and stuff like that, you know. Come on. This is a celebration of you, man. Like, I mean, I'm just so sick of seeing the living room footage. You know, someone setting up like three web cameras in your, you know, it's fine for our show. We can set up, you know, two webcams in our rooms here and do our show here. You know, we don't need to sit in person every single 
Dane. Besides, I don't want to see Jason really, so you know. <laughs> but I'm I, I'm kidding, obviously. But I wouldn't want to see me either. But it's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then you should turn your webcam off. But hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Right, um, I'll let you continue on that note. This yeah, is getting so way off. Take away before Brian totally, you know, disses me the whole entire way. Um, it was National Burn Day a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> if there's anything that we want to diss, it might be those Arizona Cardinals uniforms set to debut this season. Um, so their their home unis are going to be the the red with the Arizona on them. Um, apparently it's going to be a white helmet and pretty much all red, except for the, the cleats. Um, the away unis are going to be all white, you know, cleats, gloves, helmet, uniform, pants, all white. Now, alternate uniforms are going to be all black as they, you know, debuted the new alternate black um, helmet last year. While they're going to bring that back this year, they're going to have the black helmet, uh, black unis, black pants, socks, gloves, cleats, you name it. Honestly, if there's any jersey that I like, I think I'd like the white and the black unis. That red uni, if it wasn't for the Arizona right there, I think I would like them a little bit better. I mean, it might grow on me, but still, like... I like those white and black unis. The red ones, they might have to just go. <laughs> I I just, I'm sorry. I had to look them up again. And regretfully, I looked them up again. I'm telling you, I mean, they just look so damn basic. I mean, and again, you know, I'm going to sound like a boomer, but we live in 2023. You have an exclusive deal with Nike to make your jerseys for you. How do we not get more creative than we currently got? You know, this just looks basic of the basic. I mean, the Arizona across the chest, the plain white jerseys with a couple stripes, you know. I will say, though, you know, black with a red number, it's very hard to mess up. Right. I mean, it's just so damn cool looking because you don't see it that often. But um, I, I also want to point out in Arizona's uh, release there, I got to give the Photoshop guy props for making Kyler Murray look actually human-sized next to these <laughs> big guys as opposed to, you know, looking like a mid... Oh, wait, looking like a short guy, a little guy next to him. I'm sorry, I had to catch myself. <laughs> But, you know, and not looking like the photos all stretched out. So, sorry, I had to catch myself there. <laughs> but, um, you know, like I said, all black looks good. They should just make that their home jersey at this point. I know. I think Jason's looking at him right now. No, I'm looking at them again right now. I just like those white, those white unis pop. The red one, the black ones pop. The the red ones are just. I mean the color, I mean, the color of the red ones is nice. It is okay. I'll, I'll give I'll, them that. It's a nice shade of I red. Will say I do like the silver. 
um, outline of the numbers. It looks pretty cool. And then the... Um, that again, you know, they're the, so damn basic. I mean, when they switched over to Nike being the, you know, provider for the jerseys or the producer for the jerseys, um, look at Seattle's in their division. Look at Seattle's. That should have been the benchmark for how teams went forward. You know what? If they were going to read, I think I would like the red home unis better if they went with Cardinals instead of Arizona. I mean, I, I don't feel like anything for me would change yeah, my thought. You know, like a small print. Like a smaller print. Because I think the Arizona's a little too big. If they went with a, a smaller Arizona print, it might have worked a little bit better. But I like the last jerseys. I'm sorry. I like the last ones with like the white shoulders and, you know, the red number on the shoulders. Like, I like that one so much better. I just, I, I don't know. This one's just, I, I just can't get behind it. I know, it is kind of hard to get behind it. Um, so, I'm going to get into my uh, third and last takeaway. This one, we you know, this kind of became an issue uh, last season, of course, with Calvin Ridley being suspended a whole entire year. Yes, he's going to be coming back this season, and will be wearing number zero. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to be the only one. I'm going to talk briefly. Naheem Hines is going to be the second player. Uh, wearing zero, but um, there are some more players that um, have gotten suspended because of sports gambling and and the league's violations on it. Um, so the five players are Jamison Williams. Uh, oh, I should say it. Okay, so the two, the three, the two, the three players that are going to at least be suspended for a whole entire year are Lions, uh, C.J. Moore, and Quintez Cyphus, plus Commanders Shaka Tony have been suspended indefinitely at least one year. Could be a longer, who knows. Uh, and then Jamison Williams and Stanley Berryhill are suspended six games. Okay, now I want to know what specifies for getting suspended a whole entire year. And what is specified for getting suspended six games for I'm, some for sports betting? I'm like, gonna I'm gonna guess betting on your own team is what justifies a year suspension. If you're betting probably. on another NFL team, then you know. See, it's a you know like betting on another game that you have no like bearing on. The only problem I have with sports gambling in the NFL, and this is this was even a big issue back in the day of um, in baseball, Pete with Rose. gambling. Yes, Pete Rose. The only problem I have with sports gambling in the NFL is that it's going to be a little bit more rigged because if players are betting. Uh, especially on their team. But how is it different than now? I mean, I, I'm not arguing no, with no. I mean, I mean, look at the referee calls half the time. That's true, too. I just, like, if, if NFL wasn't rigged before, players betting makes it even more, you know, calling for the case. Excuse me. And 
and I don't want to go all you know day about explaining why I think it, it just it, it, it just getting to the point where it's getting really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like, I love watching the NFL, but sometimes, you know, seeing stuff like this and players betting on different teams or on their own team, it just, like, come on, gentlemen, grow up. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it, for other times or other sports, fine. Don't do it when you're playing in the whole in the during the season. Hmm. Uh, I mean, like don't James put on your own sport. Like, Twenty bucks on the Lakers beating the Kings or something like that. I think the rule but, should just be: don't bet on your own sport. Bet on you know NBA. Bet on NHL. Whatever you want, just don't bet on your own sport be rough because in the mm-hmm. in the sense like that then it's just like you should ban it for the players during the season i mean the like, problem is you can't it, ban it because they're gonna go behind off. closed doors when are players gonna start realizing that you're putting your careers in jeopardy for doing this like Jameson Williams, you know, he's a young player. He hasn't really even hit that ceiling yet. But now you're like, you also were hurt most of last year. Now you're out six games heading into next season. Like, the Lions, like, I, I hate to say it, you know, if you don't do well this year and you head into next year, the Lions are going to look at it and be like, you're just a liability to the team and uh, we don't want to keep you. Even though we drafted you. Like, it just... I mean, look at what the Falcons did to Calvin Ridley, so... They got rid of him. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he was a liability yeah, before that. So, you know what? This In the this... end of the day... What this is going to really teach teams is these players are going to be liabilities. We don't need them. Yeah. Well, I will say for I, I don't know much about the commanders, you know, Shaka Tony, um, but the losses, I mean, Jamison Williams is a big one. Jamison Williams is a big loss yeah, for the Lions. The Lions have lost a lot of players heading into the start of the season. But. I mean, you can't deny, though, that Jamison Williams, once he, you know, was able to play after his injury, he was really a big part, I think, in getting Detroit closer to the playoffs. I I think he was a big part of that. I feel like if he didn't come back, that run wouldn't have materialized as much as it did. I think it would have materialized, but I don't feel like they would have won as much as they did. And I feel like, you know, you and I... Have discussed it before. We completely disagree on the future of Dan Campbell, but I would mm-hmm. agree with you in the sense of if uh, Jamison Williams didn't play last year and they missed the playoffs by a mile, I would have agreed with you and said that uh, Dan Campbell's on the hot seat. I will say with a lot of these players being suspended, it's going to be interesting to see what really truly happens to the Lions heading into next season. Um, 
Because now that you have those distractions of suspensions weighing on you, especially as a head coach, it doesn't look good on you. It, it really does not. I, I feel like because of that, if you're a GM or owner, you, you, you might now see, oh, I, I might have to watch over watch on Dan Campbell. Hmm. Like, like, you know, because I get it. The players are the ones that ultimately did it. But hmm. if you're a GM, well, you had to put some, you know, put some weight on the coach in the end of the day, too. The day, too. Hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. Like, so, I mean, we'll see. Ultimately, it's going to be interesting, but I do want to see more consistency with it. Um, I would. Because if they can go out and say, like, oh, well, if you bet against on your own team, it's a year suspension. If you bet against you know, on others during the season, it's only like, then if it's something like that, fine. Okay. You know, yeah. I, you know, if you. On your own team, yeah, maybe you should be suspended. Mm, I think. Year. I think I, the more consistency is anybody that does it during the the season should be suspended mm, the whole entire year, or at least maybe six weeks. Yeah. I don't think you should be suspended a whole year. I, think, I don't think that's right. If you, bet, I don't think that's the player in the end of the day. See, I think if you bet on a game where you're playing in and you have control over, you know. Like, I mean, obviously, you only have so much control over what happens, but I feel like if you bet on a game where you are, you know, oh, man, I feel like if you're betting on a game where you're playing in, absolutely, you should be suspended the whole year, okay? If you're betting on a game that you're not playing in, you have no jurisdiction of anything that's going on in this game, then then it should be, to me, a six-game suspension to start out. And the second time you're caught, it's a it's a season long ban. So, but I don't know. That's my thoughts. On, I mean, I don't know. No, yeah, I, I I think that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So, um, so I hate to break it to you, we don't have Anchor anymore as a sponsor on this show. We do want to thank them for you know, helping us through the first 101 episodes, but now Spotify has taken over the audio platform, so... Um, oh, really? Yeah, so... Spotify maybe, now? <laughs> maybe... We'll talk off-camera about ideas, you know, going forward, but um, I say we just push through and get this, you know, wrapped up here. Because yeah, we, sure don't have, we don't have an ad to go to this time. Um, and frankly, I think if you go back to past episodes, we don't have ads anymore. So we go to Jalen Hurts now as we just finished our takeaways. Um, Jalen Hurts is now the highest paid quarterback, five years, $255 million, um, $179.3 million in guarantees. So, hey, Lamar Jackson, if you're looking at this, maybe it's time to not go for a fully guaranteed contract and just go with whatever the fucking Baltimore Ravens want to give you at this point. Because I'm pretty sure he got something close to this deal and denied it and declined it because he, Oh, well Deshaun Watson got a fully guaranteed contract. I want the same thing. I think I'm worth that kind of money. Um, you have no arm. Yeah, exactly. 
but still, I mean, like, um, no. when is it going to be but, time that Lamar's like, okay, you know what? But be careful with it because... I'm not going to get that kind of contract. Maybe I should get, you know, go after something like that because, you know what? Well, Jalen Hurts didn't get a fully guaranteed contract, but now he's the highest paid quarterback in the whole entire NFL. I'm so. going to get us in trouble because, you know, that's what I like to do. But we need to be careful because last year we got, you know, they called us uh, certain names for saying that Lamar Jackson, you know, people in the comments, and we appreciate the comments, but there were people in the comments saying, um, or, you know, pulling a certain card on us for saying that Lamar Jackson wasn't worth fully guaranteed money. But you look at the numbers, you look at how far he's gone, he really isn't worth the fully guaranteed money. Someone like Jalen Hurts, and you know, I think I owe him an apology because I feel like in the past, whether it was on this show or on other platforms or just amongst friends, I feel like I kept calling him, you know, great value Lamar, you know, Walmart Lamar. Um, clearly he's the better quarterback and I owe him that much. Um, you know, the year that he had last year, honestly, I think he's well-deserving of a, well, a contract extension. It's Maybe not even last year, the last two, really. I mean, if you look at it. Maybe, maybe not highest A quarterback, you know, great, but like, I, I think he's well-deserving of a contract extension. I feel like you all are racing toward trying to be the highest paid. And don't get me wrong, Jalen Hurts deserves to be in that, like, discussion. Absolutely. But, you know, you did this all for 23 years to get your ass beat by a 45-year-old divorced man. A 45-year-old divorced Florida man. <laughs> so, I mean, clearly, you know, trying to race to be the highest paid quarterback isn't exactly the best option, but I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts you, isn't worth it. You would think that quarterbacks would follow the trend of what Brady did and not take the highly paid contracts because seven rings say that, oh, I don't need the money. All I need to do is help my team get players to surround with me and make the team better that way. Hmm. Because... Well, they'll take pay cuts later. I think it's just in the moment, you know, you gotta sign it. Uh, I mean... But, true. I mean, and again, Jalen Hurts definitely worked it. I mean, we talked on the show, I think he was both of our MVP picks when the award ceremony came around, so... You know... I feel like MVP would have really pushed that number up, but it probably would have. <laughs> I, I think probably he's would. worth it. I'm sorry, I, I I can't stray from it. I think he's worth it. But I hate to say, it, in in uh, in today's NFL, I mean, you you throw over five thousand yards, that kind of guarantees you an MVP in the end of the day. And same thing with forty touchdowns. I hate to say it. Yeah. I'd have to agree there. So I mean, as much as you want to deny, deny it, kind of happened to say, you know, there's a re reason why, you know, Manning, when he had, what, 5,500 passing yards that one season, or 5,400 or something, you know, he was already shoot, you know, shoot in for being MVP, because he was like, what, 5,400 yards and 55 touchdowns that year? 
which, you know, was the most of any quarterback in the whole entire season. I mean, that already screams MVP you know, numbers right there. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, like, like a guy like Mahomes, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I just want to leave it at that. But, that's yeah. the Hurts. Hopefully he can, you know, if, if you do add a piece like Derrick Henry, I, I hope that, honestly, you can make it work out. Because honestly, if there's anybody well deserving of a ring in his third year, I think it's Hurts. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I'll give is you. Here's his fourth heading into the next season. Jalen Hurts is same year as Justin Herbert and uh, Joey Burrow. There. Oh, uh, then probably probably fourth. But um. I think it was the 2019 draft. Yeah, so um, so I'll give you a second here. Um, I'm actually going to send this to you so you can pull it up. Since we got to talk some NFL draft now, we're running short on time, so we'll try to make this quick. Um, let me send it over real quick so you can pull it up while I'm talking about this. Um, so this is kind of the draft rankings here. So, of course, the NFL draft is this Thursday. We know Carolina has traded up to go to number one on the board so they will be the first team to draft on thursday um i believe it's already basically solidified that they're going to take bryce young number one overall um so i i think that's kind of a gimme i don't think we need to talk too much about that because if you didn't trade up to get bryce young you know what the hell were you thinking um, so it looks like Carolina will finally get their franchise quarterback. Um, you know, so I guess now the big question is we know I, I've seen your comments on Facebook about, you know, the safety that the bills want to go out and grab. And by the way, before we talk about that, we got it. How did we miss this this week? By the way, Damar Hamlin is officially cleared to return oh, to all football activity. Think about that. So I'm sorry. Oh, I know we're running short on time, but we got to bring that up here. Congrats to Damar Hamlin. You might as well. I I, I hate to say it, and I'm I, I'm I'm not trying to be biased, you know, as a Bills fan whatsoever. But I don't care if he is a backup safety heading into next season at all because, you know, Hyde and Poyer are both going to be back fully healthy. But you got to give that man the Comeback Player of the Year award. And I don't care if he doesn't play a it's, single damn snap that's, at all next year. That's about as guaranteed as Alex Smith winning that year that he won. So... Let's let's just admit that here. If that's not it, then there's nobody. But, right, I agree. Um, but um, so happy the- for Jamar. He deserves it. Um, what better way to make a comeback? I mean, it helps the Bills out, ha- adding some safety depth heading into next year. I mean, we got like four decent safeties heading into next season, so I'll take it. I mean, hey. <laughs> If Poyer or High goes down, we know that we have Rap and we have Hamlin. So I mean, take it. Yeah. But um, 
as far as the NFL draft goes, I mean, yeah, so I, I guess it, how I'll ask it is, what position would you like to see the Bills go after? And then I sent you the uh, list of the top players. So, and then what 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 player would you hope drops to the Bills? Um, I would think honestly, I would think a linebacker. I, I like you have to. I get it. Uh, Buffalo re-signed AJ Klein. He might be, you know, week one starter for middle linebacker. But I, I think if there's a linebacker or defensive tackle available for the Buffalo Bills, you would have to. You have to go defense at the twenty seventh pick. Um, or if wide receiver, like if there's like a really great wide receiver, you would have to. I get it. Buffalo is tied with this heavy rumors. I'm not saying that's real. It's going to happen, but there's a lot of heavy rumors with D-Hop and Buffalo Bills. I don't see it happening. If it does, great. I mean, it's one less thing that we have to get in the draft, but um, I would say wide receiver. If, if, if there's a player that is too good to pass up on for Buffalo. I would say you, you get wide receiver in the first round, and I get it. Buffalo have drafted wide receivers in the first round before and haven't worked out for us. But if not day one, I would say day three because you got a guy like Gabe Davis that you drafted, I think, third day. And I mean, yeah, he's had some consistency problems, but when he's out there and he plays his best ball, he, he can produce for the Buffalo Bills. So honestly, I mean, don't discredit a day three guy. But like, if you got someone like Jackson Smith, um, Najib, uh, I'm not even gonna bother trying to pronounce that. Ohio State drop at 27, you have to go for him. Um, but John Robinson, if he somehow dra- drops the 27th, I would say maybe him. But then again, like you have four running backs at that point, and who are you going to get rid of? Yeah. You're not going to get rid of James Cook. You're not going to get rid of um, um, oh gosh, the former running back of the the Patriots. There, you're not going to get rid of him. You know, you. I, I doubt they would get rid of Hines. So I, I don't think running back would be the top pick the first round so i'm thinking honestly personally i would be okay with um linebacker wide receiver defensive tackle hmm. um to be honest with you and for anybody that says safety no absolutely not hmm. see i mean for me it's a corner, tough maybe a corner honestly hmm. um I get it. You have Elam that didn't really get much production. You have Benford who came up as a rookie who did pretty well. But honestly, it wouldn't hurt to grab and maybe another corner if there's one available at 27 for the Bills. Um. So, what about you? What do you think the Chargers could do? I feel like based on the last few years, offensive line is going to be guaranteed the target. And it shouldn't be because I feel like, you know, if you get someone like Jackson Smith, like you said, um, 
you know, I feel like that would be a big help to Justin Herbert because, I mean, you look at the numbers while Keenan Allen was out. And, you know, Mike Williams did okay, but you need somebody else to really be in that mix. And if it's not Jackson Smith, frankly, and this is going to be a reach, but I want to see the tight end position here. And you know who I want to see? I want to see Dalton Kincaid get picked by the Chargers. And Dalton Kincaid, of course, um, you know, uh, out of Utah, um, he was invited to the Senior Bowl. Um, he's, you know, pretty high, you know, pretty good at receiving. He's a really good receiving tight end, probably the best hands in the draft. Um, you know, we absolutely need the help inside, you know, I wouldn't even be upset with Darnell Washington or yeah, sorry, my phone's text is small Darnell Washington out of Georgia. You know, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be upset with that pick, um, or Michael, Michael Mayer, not Michael Meyer. Um, you know, <laughs> even him, you know, I wouldn't be upset if we got either of those three, but I definitely think Dalton Kincaid, you know, would be the guy for sure. Cause you know, again, you know, we haven't had a solid tight end since, uh, Hunter Henry. Everybody's kind of been that patch and replace guy. And, you know, I feel like Parham since his injury, you know, I feel like Parham was going to be that guy. Then that back injury happened where he was stretch, you know, carried out on a stretcher, and he hasn't been kind of the same guy since. Right. So, those are the things I want to see. So real quick, we got five minutes left. Surprise trades. I mean, we kind of already anticipate an Aaron Rodgers trade. So I'm thinking Lamar. Lamar would be an interesting surprise mm-hmm. trade. Hey. Hmm. Okay. I, I think the Derrick Henry one is a guarantee. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Colts. I think the Colts move up, and they take uh, Richardson from Florida. I was going to say, I was just going to say, I think Anthony Richardson is going to be a steal in the draft. I mean, he just has a cannon of arm. I feel like we're going to see three or four quarterbacks go in the top ten. This is the year for it. Yeah, I, I could see it. Um, but I, I see the Colts making some stupid move to go get Anthony Richardson. That could happen. Like, I, I especially mean, because <laughs> especially because we learned anything about Jackass Jim Hersey. Um he's not <laughs> afraid he's not afraid to be impulsive. Yeah, that's true. So, um, um I mean I guess Well, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, yeah, Aaron Rodgers will be um, an interesting one. But honestly, what if uh, what 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 if we jump the gun and say maybe it won't happen after all? Hmm. What if the what if the Packers somehow jip the Jets and don't trade Aaron Rodgers whatsoever? I feel like you're gonna have a very upset Aaron Rodgers then. You could, but honestly, I and can see it. I feel like you're going to tear down that whole room right there. You know, not just Aaron Rodgers, but you're also going to tear down Jordan Love. So I feel like that's a move you can't afford to not but go that, through with. Then again, honestly, I, I could see the Jets giving up a good piece. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, so. Let me put it this way. If you don't 
if you don't complete the trade for Aaron Rodgers after all this hype around it, you know, it's your funeral at this point. It's the funeral of the Packers franchise. So, um, but with that, let's do tinkle on this real quick. Um, Russell Wilson, of course, feed Russ or let Russ cook. You know, well, clearly we don't let Russ, or we'll let Russ cook. We won't let him drive a golf cart. That's uh, let Russ crash. Uh, Russ crashed a golf cart into a bunker. Um, thing tipped over. And I'm telling you, if you're anticipating a Russell Wilson comeback with Sean Payton, I think I'd put that talk on hold. Because if he can't drive a golf cart, what makes you think he can drive an offense down the field? Okay. <laughs> So, Russell Wilson for that tinkle on this. Yeah, maybe maybe your uh, your golf uh, skills should be revoked. <laughs> golf carting license. Something. <laughs> All right. Um, what's coming up on No Final Bell this week real quick? <laughs> uh, yeah, so the four pillars of AEW have you know, all come crashing to a halt. I thought for sure. This is why I love AEW, because I thought maybe it's certain that it was going to be a fatal four-way heading into Double or Nothing. No, it's going to be a uh, a Pillars tournament, and um, Jungle Boy, unfortunately, will not be going into Double or Nothing as uh, next episode. Uh, our next week, it's going to be uh, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen facing off against each other to get a shot at MGF for the world title. So I was shocked about that one. So mm -hmm. definitely get you know up on no final ball as we talk about uh, that no pillars match. And uh, a certain Lodchador has been signed. Is all the uh, Coleman there is now all the uh, mm -hmm. congrats to him. He's a one hell of a talent, one hell of a. Um, rope specialist i should say i mean the way that he just um balances on the top rope it's just insane the, mm -hmm. the moves he does off the top rope is just insane and i'm gonna say i think it was a good hire for aw and hopefully they see some big things out of him yeah and talladega on how to turn four big crashes in the xfinity race um, you know, we're going to recap that whole weekend. We're going to get you ready for IndyCar, Barber, um, NASCAR at Kansas, I believe. Or I forget what track they're going to next, but that's all coming your way. And real quick, I got to point this out, um, and you're probably going to correct me again. It's not Saved by the Bell, but it's Malcolm in the Middle, I believe. Yeah. Frankie Muniz. You're going <laughs> to like this one. Frankie Muniz is now leading the Arkham Nard series points after Talladega. So, big shout-out to him. Um, you know, uh, Frankie Muniz trying to live out his dream. He's, you know, a very accomplished actor, uh, turned NASCAR driver, and he's really living that dream right now. So, congrats to him. Um, pick for the cup race I got to make real quick before we go off the air because I didn't give anybody out of turn four this week. I'm picking Brad Keselowski to win to end that winless streak. Brad Keselowski in the number six, he's going to win today at Talladega, or as I like to call him, Beavis. From uh, <laughs> Mike Judge's Beavis and Butthead. So, yeah, that's my pick for today. Um, 
Tune in to Out of Turn 4 this week. Turn in to No Final Bell this week. And we will see you back here on Sunday with another edition of Sunday Morning Tinkle. Till then, goodbye, everyone.